When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you hear that, everyone? Spring is right around the corner, and that means one thing and one thing only. We have got to improve our neighborhood parks. You're thinking it. We're thinking it. It's time to address it. Comedian Nagin Farsad is on the pod, and we are going to dig into it. And you're going to want to buckle up. This one is high octane. When you look back over the beach of your life and you notice the footprints in the sand, you'll see that in times of hardship and trouble, there's three distinct sets of footprints running away from you. And those were our footprints because we can't go back to prison. We turn state's evidence to get out of there and they'll eat us alive if we come back in. This is the Grolic Saves the World. My name's Adam Caton Holland. My name is Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Orvidal. And this is a podcast about bettering your world. And I think us leaving you as a friend on the beach that day definitely bettered everyone's world. We all went our separate ways and no one's really looked back. Don't you think, guys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I told you guys from the get go, I'm down for blue collar crime, but white collar crime, if it's insider trading, I don't care what it is. I'm out. You know what I mean? And I'm with the important thing is we're on the outside of prison now. And to all our friends still in there listening, uh, we're sorry. We're sorry for what we did. (laughs) And they are listening because this was a minimum security prison. We were never going to do time at a hard kind of place. We just it's just not in our personality. Do not have the fortitude. Guys, (laughs) I have to get to our guest. We have a guest today and I'm so excited. Our next guest is a host of their own podcast. Fake the Nation. Guest host of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me occasionally is going to be featured on an upcoming Hillary and Chelsea Clinton show called Gutsy. Please give a nice Grolix saves the world welcome to Nagin Farsad, everybody. Yay! Hey! Oh my Nagin, gosh! How are Thank you for being oh, and here. Just, and I'll just start the podcast off with just a correction about your hosting skills, which is that sure. I that that gutsy show is already out. Yay! Oh, that's what and I meant. See, that's what I meant. Yes, I'm totally, drunk. To, yes, <laughs> and I could tell. I could smell it on your breath over Zoom. Yeah. But that's sure. what happened. Yeah. Well, the, that brings me to my next point, even even more succinctly, which is why are you on this podcast what are you doing like <laughs> you've got a lot of cool shit going on and you're like i'll slum it a little bit on the Grolics. what what's your motivation here if we're 500 <laughs> honest i don't even remember how this came about like why are we all together i don't know i honestly don't know but i'm taking it as a sign from the universe that it was meant to happen there's like a, a thing you right. guys are going to bring to my world i i you're, but first of all i'm your newest fan i i've recently subscribed to the pod i started really getting into it my god love the show yeah we know because whenever 
anyone subscribes, it dings pretty loudly in the middle of the night on all of our phones. So we all sat up in our bed and like, yes. we got a new one and we called yes. each other. Yes. We were pretty mm-hmm. pumped about it. Mm-hmm. Like it, oh, It's like man. the scene in Ghostbusters where uh, the ghost comes in, we got one! And then the slam on the buzzer, that's how we do it. Andrew. <laughs> I was Andrew picturing more that. like it's like the what was that um, jug of fruit punch in the eighties that would slam through a wall and Kool Aid oh Kool Aid yeah Kool Aid yeah guy. that's a good one um, but that's I what a, I kind of assumed happened when you when you got your messages more of a sunny D I like microplastics in my orange juice yeah the oh. Grolix Kool Aid guy is a is a really aggro sunny D who just bursts through the walls <laughs> he actually he actually elbows out your window and then he climbs into the window the <laughs> He's not powerful he's gone, enough to go through the wall. Things are missing. Things yeah. are missing from the house when he leaves. Sonny! Oh, he's also a kleptomaniac. <laughs> yeah. Sonny took uh, I guess Sonny got out of juvie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a Sunny giant picture of Long Island iced tea. Uh, that's what, <laughs> it's nice. like just trashy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so we were we were talking before the pod. Not only do you not know how you got to be on this podcast, yeah. none of us know each other so this is just wild this is like it's a real opportunity for i think a potential best friendship to be recorded (laughs) like how often (laughs) the first hang you had with your lifetime best friend if you could listen to that again and again and again you'd be so delighted and i feel like that opportunity is right in front of us here today oh it is it it really reminds me of uh joining um, honors English, my freshman year of college of high school, uh, where where the girl that sat behind me, Anka Kellerman, shout out my best friend, and she would like like she tapped me on the shoulder and she said something, and I don't remember what it was because it wasn't a podcast. And that's really, <laughs> really, and that was the, really our fault, you know? Well, and that's why that relationship is dog shit compared to what we're about to have. And so Agreed. it never was going to reach the, the levels of, of closeness. And no. I think of an emotional intimacy that we're going to find today. Today. Here. Slash and, content slash algorithm. And that's what's well, very and that's, But that, Adam, I think that goes without saying. I think uh, somebody is well-versed in the in, in the podcast sphere knows that it is yeah, yeah. algorithm first, emotional intimacy second. That's how it goes. <laughs> Everyone. That's yeah, what yeah. I keep telling my wife. <laughs> uh, no, um, it's, I, I've, I've heard you on on uh, wait wait don't tell me right oh. and so it's, you're a it's, public radio nerd. I love the show, yeah. and so uh, this is really freaking cool that you're doing this. And uh, yeah, this this is super fun. I I wanna I wanna can I just humble brag up front? We kind of do this sometimes. We oh, talk sure, about sure, sure. things that we're doing that are positive. And I and Adam uh, and Andrew know this. Uh, Nagin, you're new to this. This will come into it. I think it's part of us connecting. I'm mentally unwell, and <laughs> I've been on a slow, um, very uh, drawn out uncoiling uh, for over a period of years. Yeah, I've been okay. going down a set of stairs to a basement that never seems to appear. And so um, uncoiling. <laughs> so what I've been doing though is I've upped my massages. 
So Ooh. now, yes, I've been, I, I see uh, my pal Libby gives an amazing massage. And I want to say I've started focusing on the head and the scalp. And y'all, I got to be honest, it's changed my world. I love a good face and scalp massage. I'll take a full half hour of the massage just on my face and my head. You know, I don't know if any of you have done this, but it's been working wonders as far as stress relief. So I'm just throwing that out there because so I think it's off neglected. You just feel like zened out after one of these massages? Yeah. You know, I think it's maybe me. I carry a lot of it in my brow. I tend to scowl mm. and I and and uh, I definitely clench my jaw a lot and spending a lot of time just even on the scalp and like uh, I get that like kind of tingly like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That rush from it. You know, just from somebody like rubbing your hair and really working into your temples and and down in here. I'm telling you, as far when I leave, it's it's better than if I had just focused on the rest of my you know what I mean? Like a full yeah. body massage. Like I find more stress relief um with that. And I guess so I would just, be I'm glad I'm proud of you. I uh, thank you. I think it helps <laughs> I'm that you to know stay this. on self care. I think <laughs> I'm I listen. I I think it helps that you know this person because if I have some stranger masseuse just touching my face a lot, there's nothing relaxing or calming about that to me. I need I need to know a person who's touching my face a lot. Really? You know what I mean? Yes. Oh. Yeah, you prefer I didn't be. know you. I prefer I didn't know you. You know, <laughs> like you don't. You're not nervous about like a Sweeney Todd scenario playing out. <laughs> you know, you're like in a vulnerable situation. Like she could just snap I'm, your neck. We'll say that she is quick with a straight razor. And it's weird because <laughs> this is not a beautician. This is strictly. I love an updated Sweeney Todd that just does like holistic healing. <laughs> 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 a little aromatherapy, a little. Yeah, the whole. As a father of two young boys, five and two, who've had pink eye for the past week. Oh, so I don't want fine. anyone touching any faces or eyeballs or none of that. Yeah, like, yeah, no one yeah, yeah, just yeah. stay out of there. Yeah. I mean, anybody else, somebody that goes and gets regular massages as a self-care thing? I just want to say, as a children of immigrants, I was taught from an early age to never do anything to make myself feel better. So that's <laughs> kind of like how I've lived my life. Um, um, it's really gotten me far in terms of mental wellness. Uh, but I will say, I have done something. Um, the comedian Allison Leiby, I don't know if you guys know her. Um, I know she, her, yeah. Okay, so, so she was on Fake the Nation recently, and she started talking about like a thing she started doing in the new year which is dumping dunking her face in a bowl of ice water every morning and i wow. was like why would you do that it's apparently good for your skin and your sinuses and i not to brag have always had a couple of sinus issues and so <laughs> i thought let me dunk my face in a bowl of ice water and see what happens and i've been doing it now it's been like 12 days of solid face dunking and uh, you can tell, first of all, that I have a natural glow to my skin, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's yes, we working. Were just buzzing um, about it. Thank you so much. In the group chat, um, that's what's working. We're in the group that's chat. Really, that's what we're really what yeah. everyone's going with. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, but also, like, I do feel like my sinuses are some measure 
like more reasonable than normal. Uh, oh, I'm getting Canada's deep bass tones coming from you. I'm getting Thank from you. the middle of your face. I'm getting I'm getting bass tones, not. <laughs> and I think you're opened up. I think you're clear. I think we're getting a lot of low end, which is not common. Well, you know, you get this. And absolutely, so, if we're, I love that. <laughs> We wanted to do an ice bath challenge, but Andrew wouldn't wouldn't get into the. We want to do I'm like a polar jump into. I'll a watch you guys do it. I'll Andrew, make you for cocoa reason, for when you get out. Yeah, the full some body dramatic something feels that happens like that he won't talk like about. it's torture. Yeah, I don't. I I well, not always I've tried, that doesn't. I, I tried to do it. I couldn't do it. My body was like, I'm not going any farther into this. So I think it's because I'm bro adjacent. Mm. Um, that no, we've you're, talked you're, about. You keep fucking this up. Your best bro's name, Jason. No, I keep forgetting. <laughs> no, but I, I would say I am bro adjacent, and there is a lot of bros that love, you know, ice baths and dunking in an ice bath. And, you know, uh, Joe Rogan loves it. So every dude that takes TRT loves it. But I do think there is a benefit to that. And I want to try this. So you really think, like, it's felt good to have – I think it's all connected. I think we carry a lot of tension in our face. Yeah, and- because I think what it then does when I get up, my face is like red for a few minutes because of the bunch of blood rushes in there to sort shit out. And I think that is, in <laughs> medical terms, said. pretty fucking great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how sort long of- do you how long do you submerge it? Just like one like breath, forty hold? seconds or something. I just kind of count. To, All yeah. right, I'm into That's it. That's pretty I'm good. Do it after this, you know, I, I, imagine, I, I, I imagine later some uh, some sort of uh, uh, evil spies kidnapping you, trying to interrogate you, putting your face into a, a pond of ice cold water, and you're uh-huh. just like loving it. It's I, like, I will. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm like prepped for that <laughs> yeah. specific scenario. Like, Absolutely, this is my yeah. morning routine, and they put you, they dunk <laughs> you in again. <laughs> All right, Ben, next time you get your face pummeled by your friend Libby, dunk it in an ice bath afterwards well, I, and see I, how I'm, it works. I'm honest, y'all. I'm going to I'm gonna do this, and then the next podcast, the next episode, I will report uh, on on how this worked for face, me. I'm going to try dunks? this. I'll try it. I'll try a face dunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would like to see if this is something that works because I, I'm telling you that the, the working on the face around the chin – I fall asleep so qu- quick. I feel much more relaxed when I spend time. It makes sense. There's a lot of nerves, and you yep. know, I went to that bodies exhibit. You know, they mm-hmm. and year like the, years um, ago that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they, I did. Oh, you God, just it made it like, sound like it was like Tuesday. You went to the bodies. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's Tuesday, an off brand one that's still hey. operating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen cadavers? Now it is not Abra as cadavers. Good as <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't no, give Ben any Game of Thrones spoilers. He's still working his way through it. Do not, do not break any news to him. <laughs> Uh, it does do the dragons come out though? Yes, Can you just tell me? Come. Okay, all right. Uh, but anyway, so well, that's good. I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna report back because I want to do this face dunk. I also thing. just I love the idea up. that it it it's a particular trend sweeping comedians by the ones. Um, so 
<laughs> like it started with Allison, it went to Nagin, it's going to Ben. Let's see yep. what one other person you know what, might every get on board. Comic gets on stage red faced, <laughs> red faced like, comics, yep. just Com- frostbitten. Comics uh, in the eighties, just coke and and whiskey all night. <laughs> comics in twenty twenty four, ice morning, daily morning ice baths. It's yeah. out of control. Wait, but can I just really quickly say about comics today? Is that like. Please. I'm not like super disappointed, but it's just like there are no like drug addicts or whatever in my <laughs> cohort. Like I like I look for them, you know what I mean? And the self-destructive, like the Sam Kinison, whatever, like the that whole mm. thing. We just don't have. And I'm not again like it's uh, it's it's Nadine, good, I guess, us. technically. Hang with us. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll show you a few. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going to Bible school right now and nursing <laughs> oh my gosh. an aggressive benzo habit. So yeah, like we are that. We're <laughs> oh, I love also that you guys are the ones I've been waiting for. Yeah. I, because <laughs> the one the comedians I hang around, let me tell you, they get good night's sleep. They fucking have green juices in the morning. It's a nightmare. Very no, right. I mean, put together. <laughs> this is was, the cosmic tap on the shoulder in the classroom of life you've been waiting for from us. No, you're you're dead the on right. Like I was tap. opening for Cameron Esposito, and uh, she added a second show. And instead of doing it late, she did it before. It was at like four o'clock, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> You cracked the code, Cameron. She's like, yeah, we're, the, the late show's done at nine and I am done. Peace out. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so good. That's <laughs> so, so smart and yeah. so awesome. Who wants a um, late show? Nobody. We have to get to the issue at hand on the Grolic Saves the World. Now, even though none of us know why or how you're here, we're delighted that you're here, Nagin. And it's probably because you have heard that this is the podcast that saves the world. We've done over 100 episodes of trying to better the world around us. And so that makes you an expert. Not a lot of people know that. If you just bullshit on a podcast for 100 episodes about the vague Mm -hmm. concept of world improvement, boom. You're Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, but I believe Malcolm Gladwell so, said something about um, 10,000 podcasts makes you mm-hmm. that's right. an mm-hmm. expert. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the new exactly book, right. 10,000 Podcasts. That'd mm-hmm. be so good. Yeah. And he didn't specify okay. which podcast, which has been very unfortunate because a lot of them <laughs> are not making anyone experts on anything. But this one is genuinely trying to put some good out into the world at the end of the day. So what is it that you want to talk about? What you, would you bring to the pod for us? So, okay, so I want to talk today about my relationship with Tompkins Square Park, which is a park in the East Village of New York City where I live. Um, And I have been trying to, along with other, um, you know, fine citizens, um, support this park. Um, And also, like, what you guys don't know about me, because we're such new best friends, um, is that I, uh, my background is actually, like, in public policy. And, um, you know, I I was... um, I, you know, I, I, part of the reason, uh, this is not the reason I was on that Hillary Clinton show, but part of the reason I had ever met her before is because I interned for her. Um, and I, I was a policy advisor for the city of New York. I went to grad school for public policy, all that stuff. Um, and so I always like was really interested in, uh, public service in general, um, and then, you know, while I had that job, which was really 
a serious job with like pantsuits. Um, I, you know, my, my <laughs> friend staged an intervention and they were like, you want to be a comedian? Like, what are you doing? You know, because I was doing comedy the entire time I was doing it through grad school. I was doing it at, at this, um, at this job. And, uh, and it was true, um, that I did, but I also still wanted to somehow be involved in public service. So then I feel like my entire life since, um, you know, going full time into comedy has been how can I be in this like extremely narcissistic profession while still trying to do something that's like, you know, kind of doing good for the world yeah, or whatever. That's amazing. that's amazing. Yeah. So that's that's my little um, my little backstory. Uh, and so now I'm just, you know, me and a handful of other people Um during the pandemic, the you know the pandemic was was tough everywhere, right? And um, in New York City, like parks really got it, you know. Um, they were um, they were just uh, constantly being used by you know the, we we had we could we could bring cocktails. It just was the party, like the park was a party, and um, which was great and like helped everyone survive you know, um, socially. Uh, but it also meant that like it killed a lot of plants. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Every like, good just, party, like, you're going to lose a yeah, few plants. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone says like, yeah, as my mom always said. And, um, so we, and, and it also like, it's just like, it's funny because you also don't think it in, in the urban setting, like how many garbage cans does a place need um, so that there aren't, you know, so that garbage doesn't overflow, like how many benches and, oh, there's, there's, you know, cracks on these benches. Like some of these are un, unusable. There's like potholes within the park that make it tough for people with strollers and wheelchairs. And, you know, there's just like, it, the park is like this little microcosm of like a life in a city and like what a city needs needs um to support this thing and it does and it has so many functions there's like this particular park has three different playgrounds it has two basketball courts it has a unspecified area where people skate uh, what's that called skateboarding for our listeners who are not in new york city where is this park yeah so it's in manhattan um in the east village between um east 7th and east 10th street on the east side okay nagin so do you so are you on a board for this park are you you say you and a couple other people are are what what does that mean in exactly? Yeah, I mean, we formed something called the Friends of Tompkins Square Park, um, okay. and you know, and we sort of like do do a lot of like volunteer work and raising money and stuff. Okay, so maybe in in the next act we can talk about improvement ideas, ways to get the park back up and humming like it was during the pandemic way to get the party back to the park is that kind of what you're thinking about or or yeah or just yeah i mean yeah there's like a 10 different things that you know oh i want to hear about this because i i definitely i know you guys like we've talked about park beautification before and we did we did a challenge kind of like bettering our neighborhoods and stuff like that so yeah let's let's take a break here we'll come back in the second half we're going to talk all about how to better parks how to better Tompkins square park specifically but the idea of it generally is as in as well and i think we all know the best way to support any park is by joining the grolic saves the world patreon as you know we (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> we give yeah. a significant portion of the money to ourselves and we all frequent parks. And so it really does yeah. trickle down and, from and, us and many, to the uh, parks. Nagin, you don't know. I work for the Bureau of Land Management. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm kind of with those deep three percenters up in oh, the yeah. northwest. Uh, you know, mm. it's all about free grazing rights. Don't right. worry about it. I don't want you to stress about it, but I'm giving a lot of money. Uh, to to people who storm the Capitol. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Producer Ron wants me to tip my hand that I'm not doing that. I think it's the tattoos. And so you're not sure if I'm serious. And so um, but anyway, yeah, we do need to pay some bills. We got to let's take a quick break. But uh, Patreon. Yeah. If you don't want to hear these ads. Go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. Of course, there's always our pod within a pod, Boy Crazy. We just had an episode with, with NFL quarterbacks. That one was fun, and we know nothing about that, so that's good. Very controversial. Uh, there's all kinds of extra bonus content, fourth act. So check that out. For those of you that support us, it means a lot. But let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll be back with more uh, with our guest, Nagin, and how to hopefully fix our park systems uh, as regular citizens. So stay tuned. Hey, do you love the Grolic Saves the World but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shoutouts, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I? how do I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> we are back through the magic of podcasting. Time has elapsed. <laughs> And we are going to dig into it with our guest, Nagin Farsad. Now, Nagin, you are part of the Friends of Tompkins Square Park, which is awesome because I really want to do this as well. <laughs> like, I, I love parks. I frequent them. Do you really want to yes, do this? I, I, if, it's so funny. I feel like oddly embarrassed talking no. about this. I don't know why, but okay. It, it, do, no. do you really? We, my dark comedy because moments. I, because we everyone else is like 75 years old. You know what I mean? Listen, I, I burn no, we, I think I'll speak for all of us. We genuinely love a good yes. park. Absolutely. I, in 100%. my dark comedy moments where I'm like, I got to pivot. This is not happening. I'm like, maybe I could run yeah. Denver Parks and Recreation. That is that is a thought that I've had. <laughs> and I've got ideas for parks. I have no experience. The books would be okay. a fucking mess. But I would know I have ideas for parks. So I'm excited to dig in. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay, your you, slogan is... for running for, for the position. I My have ideas for Kate parks. Island. I have ideas for parks. <laughs> Wait, Nagin, I'll tell you, he honestly, because yeah. Adam lives on this street that is just totally it doesn't go anywhere it bit like it's, it's a little hidden it's, half block it, in the it's city. a little half block and he puts out uh this wooden plaque do you still do it weekly yeah yeah, yeah. with uh different birds in the neighborhood bird. so it's a, it's a, a bird and he hangs it up and it's got facts about bird of the, the bird. week. It's okay. the bird of the week. It's the bird of the week. Okay. I would be. So, yes. I would be remiss if I didn't mention my wife does the heavy lifting on this. But we do a different bird every week. All these facts about the birds, and that, but at the end we do like one joke fact. I always put a funny one in there, 
And so I write that one and my wife does all the other shit. But people <laughs> well, come Katie's by to like, come up with most of the things on this podcast, Adam. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Katie's it, 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 <laughs> she's got her hands all over this thing. But so so my question, so I'm into this subject, but my question is, do you have a budget? Are you looking or is this just sort of a committee that's like we want to help in some vague way? And and what can we do? Well, the funny thing is like, OK, yeah, because my um, we we I, I, I actually spearheaded the application of a grant um, last yes. year and we won that grant. And so we got like a small amount of money and we started like on a basically parcel of the park that had just been turned into dirt. Like during the pandemic, people were like letting their dogs run all over it and people run all over whatever. So it was just like dirt and nothingness. And we spent that money to like buy stuff, plant stuff. And the, and the funny thing about like not knowing anything is, um, I mean, there's a freedom to that because, (laughs) because um, I'm just like, I, I, there's a woman, the, the incredible Kathleen Corgan, um, and she's like our lead gardener. She knows every, she's a retired pediatrician and she knows everything about plants. So this thing happened to me. I had a child five years ago um, and <laughs> and she and we moved into an apartment that has a balcony. So all these changes happened around the same time. Moved into an apartment with a balcony. Again, like I live in Manhattan, so we do not just naturally have outdoor space in our homes. Um, so to have a balcony is a very big deal like for me personally. Yeah, yes. yeah for sure. And that's, like started, an acre, that's like an acre of land in any other city. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, same, I'm, I'm basically, what I'm telling you guys is I'm a farmer in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> and I started thinking, oh my God, I love this balcony so much. And I was like, oh, it has to be green. It has to be the most flowery green whatever thing you've ever seen. And so I started like really randomly buying plants and figuring it out and d- seeds and whatever. But, and it's, I'm all, I'm completely self-taught. I don't know the name of anything I'm buying. I don't know what I should do. I'm riffing, you know, it's like me. I'm like a jazz, I'm like a jazz farmer. And so, um, I, so jazz I start, botanist. Yeah, jazz botanist, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's a new category. Um, and so I, so it, but I was actually like decent at it. You know what I mean? I was figuring it out. I was doing some Googling. It was very exciting. And um, and so I kind of took the – I started using the playground and the park a lot when my child turned. Now, before I had a baby, I didn't know that there were any babies in New York City. I just never <laughs> saw them. You know what I mean? And then I have one, and then I was like, guys, did you fucking know there's schools and playgrounds all over <laughs> Manhattan? I had literally no idea. And then I suddenly see them everywhere, and um, and I'm using them all the time, and I started it's, to I, feel I'm the like... the same way. It's wild to go from drinking at playgrounds in high school to like seeking them <laughs> out as a 40-year-old, being like, oh, playgrounds yes. have have a separate purpose for children. You become a <laughs> you become exactly. a connoisseur. You're like, oh, this playground is great. Like, Dude, I, and there's hardly any like. kids drinking at it. That's yeah. the first. <laughs> my first. <laughs> I remember which ones they drink at, guys. Let's avoid those. <laughs> Not Adam's no, exactly. drinking playground. <laughs> Yeah, so like I was just using the playground and the and the and the park. 
the park that also used to just be a place that you would sort of show up at after br- after a boozy brunch or whatever and like have a little sit for like 25 minutes and look cute like it w- it just took on a completely different meaning after I became a parent and I also felt like I can't I'm using this resource so much because like I said we don't have backyards in New York so we have to like you know, so the playground, so the park is our backyard. And, um, and I felt like I should do something. So I, you know, I uh, sort of fell into this group of people, we were all very concerned about the park during the pandemic. And we start we formed a group. Um, and, um, and, you know, and then I, and I thought because of my, my public policy background, I'm, my real skill, like I don't know anything about plants or playgrounds, but I do know something about grant writing. So like I can do that. Um, and that became, you know, that's like something that I'm good at. And then otherwise, you know, I just listened to this wonderful retired pediatrician tell me where to put piles of dirt. Like that's kind of my main <laughs> thing. Wait, so <laughs> you know okay. so I mean? can I, can yep. I ask where, where did the rest of are these people from your particular building? Are they people from a lot of building? Like, how did you get this group together? How did you do that? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. So I started um, emailing my city council person the you know, one of their junior staffers uh, just to be like, hey, I want to do this thing. Like, what do you guys think? What's happening? Do you hear? Have you heard of anyone else? And I started, we also have a thing in New York City called community boards. I don't know what the deal is in, in um, Denver, but we also have community boards that also serve um, this kind of function. And I reached out to my community board. Um, we had we had been in touch with, with a lot of these people. We'd been in touch with our local precinct as well because there was like a little like um, a little a mild drug dealing situation um, <laughs> nearby. So we were, this is I a was already in New York City. Of- yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, again, yeah. Like it's 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 funny because it is the safest big city in America, but there's still some cute drug dealers operating. Um, and um, <laughs> we. So I had already been. I had already, and I was already again because of my background, very comfortable with sort of like reaching out to public officials. Um, and I got an email that was just like, oh, there's a couple of other people asking about forming a group for Tompkins Square Park and there and and why don't you guys all meet and and we all met at, at the park on a, a one random day um and that's how it happened and then it quickly how, became how clear that people, people that you met like when yeah, they show walks of life I'm in a okay so I as you can tell from my glowing skin, I'm about 22 years old. Um, and so I was, no, but I was by far the youngest. I was like, no, I wasn't. There's there's a couple, there's some people exactly like me, moms, dads, right? Like yeah. using the playground, using the park all the time. So there's a few people like that. The funny thing about us is that we have the least time of anyone. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. so the people that have the most time, and it, and it is the case here with us, are people that are closer to or after or above retirement age. And so yep. they do a lot of the heavy lifting. There's some really awesome people that do um, a lot of heavy lifting with the Friends of Tompkins Square Park people like Kathleen. And uh, and she's so fine with it. You know, she she's like – very, you know, I'll just be like, I got the kid today. I can't do it, you know. Um, but the but the kind of like the group shook out to be like a handful of us, a couple of um, a me, another dad who has a kid, um, Kathleen, another 
and uh, two other women who are like old, like slightly older white ladies. Um, and the interesting thing I think is it's a really diverse neighborhood. So me, and I, I'm sure, I'm sure listeners can tell from my voice that I'm an Iranian American Muslim. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and so I personally don't, you know, I'm always like trying, I'm married to a black man and my, my, my baby's a Bloranian and I'm looking for other like (laughs) diverse people to join, you know, it's hard, it's hard because, and I don't know, like, so Adam, you, you have, two kids right it's really hard to have time to do some do stuff that saves oh yeah the world. that's why i really applaud yeah. this it's amazing that you and also your career and everything going on it's great that you are fitting this in and it's great yeah. that in your search for diversity you found the three white dad podcast from denver to really help <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> nail to this yeah well and like um adam's kids are younger we're kind of a you know uh andrew's kiddo is uh, in their teens right now four, 14? 14 yeah yeah and then my oh, son's wow. 18 wow. and i can say at all those different junctures parks play a huge part of their life you know it's like kids it's like taking them there to run out all that energy but i can tell you as teenagers my son and his friends go and hang out at the park all the time. I said, they were dealing drugs, but they shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to talk to you about that. Adam, I know you feel like because you're just giving him wine coolers and I don't even know where you find those anymore, that somehow cool. it's safer. They're, they're cool. I'm cool. There's no problem with it. It's not. Well, cool. I, I, I will talk afterwards. I do think it's, sure. it's problematic. Um, you're giving him cash, too. I don't understand you. Giving anyway, him we don't have time. Cash. It's more about Tompkins Square Park, not the park that I'm hanging out at with your son. Nadine, <laughs> it sounds like your crew is more than capable You've got this going on. I think the only thing that we can possibly add to this is maybe throwing out a few ideas for things that we might like to see, some park revitalization, things that we seek in a park, and and maybe you you can uh, take them or leave them type of thing. So yeah, I've been I've been thinking about this my whole life, and (laughs) I think we should go around then andrew me and and just a few suggestions for ideas so i actually uh i'm prepared to start or andrew do you want to start i i can start this is this is for tompkins square park specifically yeah i think it's for tompkins square Park. (laughs) i know andrew you lived in new york for a while and you did yeah yeah and i dimly remember tompkins square park i primarily used the park as a stumble zone to try to find my way back to the train to go home uh, hammered after yes, after a night of that's drinking. That's a very common so for, use of this park, yes. Yeah, the park is more like a, a pinball machine for me, and I would just kind of bounce, <laughs> uh, you know, from from tree to fence to bench, and oh, there's, okay, there's the street I need in the train. But <laughs> Suggestion uh, one, soften the benches, especially yeah, the edges. Suggestion one, uh, a drunk corral. It funnels all the drunks into a, a pleasantly nerf lined corral with some benches yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but yeah i I remember that's a that is a beautiful park that is a great a great little park there in i i agree with you like parks more so than any other place i've lived parks in new york city are definitely very precious because they are truly you're in a in a lot of 
neighborhoods. That's the only green space you're going to be seeing like anytime soon is that park. So, so what do you got for it? What do you, what suggestions do you have for it? Gosh, well, here's an idea. Forgive me if it already has this. It didn't have this when I was there before. Uh, maybe a, uh, a greenhouse. So people, so when it's wintry and freezing ass cold in New York city, you could still have some plants. People could walk through and see it. I don't know. That would probably require someone like being on site and it's not actually feasible, but um, (laughs) I know that New York city gets very, very cold um, in the winter and it could be a way to uh, uh, a green. Everybody loves a greenhouse, right? It's not feasible. I don't know. I'm already second guessing. uh, It's not feasible. You're fired from my Denver parks and rec team. This is insane. What a horrible (laughs) fucking suggestion. It's it's an enclosure that I'm sure no one will use when it's cold out. $12 million idea. Yeah, we're all just nodding. Sure, good idea. And no one's got the balls to say how unfeasible this fucking is, Andrew. The greenhouse is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Hey, I I haven't been we, to Tompkins Square we, forever. I can't. Adam, I'd like to go. Yeah. How about a biosphere? Exactly. How about a, <laughs> See? a very Ben's? classic mid-90s biosphere that a few ben scientists Ginson. could yep. live in <laughs> and, yes, yes. and not, not emerge from right. for months? What if everyone who scientists? visits gets a chunk of gold, a fist-sized chunk of gold for visiting Tompkins Square oh, Park? Adam, what a wonderful yeah. idea. How about a tobacco field, a public tobacco <laughs> field, a place where people... People could grow and dry their own tobaccos sure. Yeah. Sure. and make their um, – I Okay, I, okay, okay, okay. I know it was a bad idea. We're going to circle back But Ben, you, let's hear a good idea. We're going to circle let's back. Let's hear a good idea, Ben. I want ben. you to think about what you did, and we're going to circle back. Ben. <laughs> All right. Okay. Also, can you stand in the corner of your room? Thank you. Yes. I. Oh, yes. oh my God. Sorry. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this is so great that you put him in the corner. This is so nice. We should have more of our guests. <laughs> we also like to make fun of him for being like four years older than us. So we pretend he's really old. It's kind of a fun riff and you could do that. Four as well years, before. my ass. Um, oh, gotcha. Okay. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Adam, uh, and, like for instance, Andrew was there when the park was built. <laughs> he was. was so what are some of your old. earliest memories of the <laughs> Construction of uh, Tom Square Park. Uh, well, um, it was originally was an it, Irish cemetery, but yes. uh, <laughs> was it seeing the babe drive through in his Model T? Yeah. Didn't you love to, <laughs> touching the hem of his garment? Hi, huh, Andrew. I'll go next. That was terrible. You're Shut up. Right, ben. Shut up. What I was thinking, and I haven't been to Tompkins in a while, but and maybe you all have done this as well, but is there a possibility to do like some cute little like uh, stumps to sit on, like, you know what I mean? A place where maybe somebody like uh, could read or do like some sort of a reading or. So you're thinking like little like mounds, stools? What are we? You want me to cut a, a, a tree? And you're and even then stupider than I am. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's now benches it's like a story in the park. time area for kids. Yeah, but there is you literally know, like a nice... hundreds of benches, but okay, stumps specifically. No, you, I mean like a your, story your time issue, area. Your issue is you don't want people to have lumbar support. That's what you exactly. want it to be. Nobody wants to sit on a stump. What are you talking about? That's a horrible seat. Nah, little seats for kids to sit around and you do a nice little story time in the park okay, that's kind of so story nice. time a little story time in the park area does sound yes. lovely that does sound lovely and, and the, a little a little more feasible yes yeah and they could be made of stumps that's <laughs> all i'm I say saying can I, 
Are you gonna, are you planting the stumps or are you cutting down no, the trees? We just cut a tree so that it becomes a stump. Yes. Hey, why a little log Get rid stumps. of the trees. <laughs> so they're removable. So people Nagin, can just take am, the stumps home anytime they want. I am sorry for this, Nagin. This is getting out of control. Okay, and your right. idea was even dumber than mine. No, and then can second I, idea, yeah. how about okay. a sanctioned corner of the park for open-air drug use? Now, oh, like, like think, Amsterdam. Amsterdam yeah. on the wire. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm serious. So you the park a little, has a cool area? No, <laughs> a little... <laughs> a little uh, band shell kind of thing, a small little uh, one, you know, like that kind shell. of a thing. A little like place that you could do a nice, you know, because there's kids around there, and and you know, I'd, I'd, all right, Adam, let's hear your fucking yeah, great oh idea. I'm, I'm not poo-pooing I'm that one. I'm not poo-pooing so you that want one. stumps um, and drug you more drug use. <laughs> <laughs> Is what I'm gathering. That's the pitch. That's the pitch. <laughs> yes, That's I'll come out wow. and be a part of Let Friends me, of Pumpkin Park. Yeah, I'm going to take it to my, I'm going to take it to my people. <laughs> yeah. Nagina, I can't, I can't help but notice you're not taking notes. Now, are you going to want us to email you these after yeah. the show? Well, uh, are you a quick per, email? Producer Ron can transcribe it all. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. We'll get them to you. Mm. I, I, I've got two ideas that I think are more feasible, but maybe I'll be torn apart, and that is the podcast. Um, yeah. So I'm a big bird watcher in in New York City. All anyone talks about is, is Central Park. That's the big birding spot. And it's kind of, you know, it's the largest patch of green. But birds are attracted to any patch of green, especially when there's like nothing but city besides that. So with your plant kick, with your gardener friend, any just native species to New York native species to anywhere will attract birds like wild. So uh, an effort to lead but botanically speaking with native species yeah. with birding in mind. And I also thought birding is sort of a affluent hobby. You need the, you need the binoculars. It's more waspy people that are birding, yes. trying to get it more to the people. Maybe you could reach out with like Audubon type organizations, yeah. free binocular rentals on certain days, have bird people come out and huh. talk about it. Okay. Encourage kids to like bird, bird Tompkins square park, make that a sort of thing. Because you only yeah. hear about Central Park. Tom Bird's Square Park. Tom Bird Day. Hey, there you go. And, and let me tell you, if you, century, it'll be Tom Bird Square Park. If you yeah. like pigeons, you're in luck, friend. Get ready. And buckle up. Because honestly, one of the things that has to happen with these grant applications, and I'm in the middle of another one right now, um, is that you have to kind of show that there's a community engagement aspect to your grant. And so so not on the birding front, but on a, we're, tr- we're trying to build these pollinator pockets. Words, yes. so many words. And they <laughs> are, we're tr- basically we're trying to increase the, the whatever plant species so that there's more bees and fucking uh, bugs and different types of bugs. It, it's and, all con- um, and all those bugs bring the birds back. It's all, yeah, it's the exactly, ecosystem. Exactly, it's all connected. So like, I think there's like, like a and, and interestingly, we do kind of track the the types of bugs that come in, and when we see a new one, we get excited, and we write it down, and whatever. Um, so mm. that is a version of like what you're talking about. But I like the idea of like of like b- getting birders excited, and also getting like younger birders excited, like developing birders of uh, um, other communities that have not birded before. Yes, I, I do like that idea. Well, also, younger younger birders highly- being sixty five year. 
I'm right, but there was that highly publicized. <laughs> it wasn't in New York City in Central Park where there was that highly publicized black birder who was kind yeah. of like oh, I remember that. By yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was now around. that dude's yeah. got his own birding show. He's yes. sort of a champion of bringing birding to like more groups than just Places. white old people. Um, Adam, so, yes. could I piggyback on top of that? Because we did this in Colorado and we've seen a lot of success. Wolves, live wolves. <laughs> now we've reintroduced gray wolves true. back into true. the Colorado <laughs> high country. What happens if we did release a few wolves into Tompkins Square? Just Park? a couple. Now, just a couple. Yeah, yeah, just to see how it goes. Relax. <laughs> They're radio tagged. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the Adam. I rarely say this on this podcast. Kudos. I think that that's a wonderful idea. Can I say, first of all, okay, but I love this because we're focusing on the fun. And that's one of the things that, like me as the comedian jazz botanist, um, I would like to do with Parks more is that it's like to make the volunteering fun. Like, so whenever people come, it's like we try and like chat, gossip. Like, I want the new volunteers to feel like they're coming into something that is not about just like slogging through a bunch of like dirt and mulch. It's really about like a building new friendships oh you're new to town oh my god who are you what do you do why what do you you know all that in and to, to make it like a social activity because i do think like oh if this model were replicated everywhere that volunteering at your local park was super fun and like you know gossipy and there's a chat involved all of that like that to me i think is what's going to get people more and more involved and get people away from their totally. phones and get you know what Absolutely. I mean? exactly. then we really you, save you the meet world somebody and you say have a seat on this stump let's stop get it. to know each other <laughs> have no, you these it. stumps it's not happening ben. no it's <laughs> not i don't know who's Gra- like grab stump your warehouse needles and have a seat on this stump <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, so insane. Real, can I? So can I, I have a question. I, oh, yeah. I do have a question real quick if Go I ahead. can ask. Do you, have you had any conflicts between like the city and users of the park? Because that happens here. Just recently it happened where uh, we, I don't know how pickleball is faring in New York City, but oh, it is, mm-hmm. it is an outbreak here in Denver of yeah. pickleball enthusiasts. It's the Pandemic. Asian carp of sports. And it's got it, into the water. It, it's an invasive it's, species. So and, yeah. The, the and, lantern bug of, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> and, and people, uh, the people here, they started shoveling the pickleball courts, which apparently ruins the court. What? Who knew this? Not what me, do you mean but it shoveling? does for snow. Yeah, you can't oh. shovel a tennis court. They're very, very delicate. Um, and I was just curious if you'd had any issues as you're trying to improve the park, uh, where people uh, have resisted this, or you've had to kind of work. Well, like two um, interesting little tales. One is that the park is severely understaffed because of, you know, budget cuts and whatever. And so we we try and be really friendly with the people that do work at the park and sort of be like, we just want to piggyback with what you guys are naturally doing and support and help and bolster, you know. Um, and so by and large, the people who work there are really into it. Also, the city really encourages groups like ours to form, to fundraise, and to because the city's like having a hard time ha- with yeah. it, it budgetarily, like me doing what they should be doing with parks. Um, so we've actually like had a really great um, relationship both with the people who work at the parks, with the all the public, um, you know, representatives. Like there'll be people from 
you know, the assembly person's office come and volunteer with us, you know, so that's been really awesome. Um, I would say if anything, our relationship has been delightful. Um, and then I will also say, so I went to like a convening of this particular grant thing recently and I won't name names, um, but we, they, they're basically got a bunch of us Beyonce, together. Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know, we know New York. We know New York. <laughs> so I was with a bunch of A-list celebrities at a grant convening. And um, <laughs> and so we, we, <laughs> we, and they basically rounded up a bunch of people from different organizations that are in the same area to see if there were like ways that we could support each other or what we're, what we're all doing. Um, and uh, one of the, the so there's so the funny the fun funny hilarious thing that's happening right now is um, that there's a migrant crisis and so and and again I'm the children of immigrants and I have um, you know I'm a product of immigration I have refugees in my family I am uh, 100% support. Um, but it's there's a reticketing center for these migrants right by the park that which means that like maybe upwards of 500 people or something will be standing in line outside. And it, it, it adds a lot of like foot traffic. I mean, I don't know what the number is. It could be like a thousand people are standing there a day trying to get a ticket for um, housing and um, stuff like that. <clears throat> so they, they don't live there, but they'd have to stand in line at t this one place across the street from the park to get a ticket. So it is literally a really huge number of people that are now coming through the park. And I, at this convening, everyone was talking about this issue and I had to leave early. And I, as I left early, I said, Hey guys, so just, you know, I'm with friends at Tompkins Square Park and, you know, we're really concerned about the increased volume um, and how it might affect the park. And we're, you know, thinking of what we can do to help. If anyone's interested in that, like, let me know. I'm, I'm all ears. And this one woman said, like a much older white lady, where are you from? And I said, um, wait, she was, wait a second, where are you from? And I said, um, friends of Tompkins Square Park. And she said, uh, well, I think it's going to be really hard for you to make the case that plant life is more important than a human life, which Yikes. I started, yeah. So that's when the like, you know, I, I'm sure you guys can already tell I'm a very like I'm on the left here over here. But this is like the yeah, left yeah. eating the left. Why would a person say yeah. that? And of course, I started crying inside because I was like, what did I say that made it sound like I would ever? You cry, didn't say anything. Put, right? uh, yeah. I didn't say anything. But everyone's so sensitive. It's, and just like you can't. I mean, oh, my God. And and um, anyways, and I was like, no, no, no. I what? No, of course not. I'm a children of immigrant. And we said the whole spiel. And uh, and and actually, um, the the facilitators of the meeting like apologized to me after they thought I was like not treated well by this person, but um, but that's another interesting thing in terms of like there being conflict. I think there's like sometimes conflict between with stuff like that where you're like I believe like I want to support these, you know, I want to support these migrants. Also, I want to support the park. And those two things are not opposed, you right. know, and, right, um, right, and then, right. and I believe that they're not opposed. They can be very harmonious. And in fact, there've been people, um, migrants who actually have then come after they get their ticket and help us clean the park. So it's really, it's, 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 it can be a, like a really lovely um, thing. We can all help each other. Well, it's yeah. also, a, it's also an area where these people are naturally gathering. So people like in Denver, there's been a huge Venezuelan influx of, of immigrants because governor Abbott in Texas is just the best fucking dude. And like, so yeah, Denver's yeah, just that's been exactly. overwhelmed. He's been sending them. Yep. 
Yeah, and Denver's been overwhelmed with Venezuelan immigrants as well. And people are, you know, the nice people are reaching out and trying to help them in every which way. But here, you ha- you know they're there. So groups could meet up in Tompkins Square Park with winter coats and resources and all of that. It's all, it doesn't, and then you can still talk about plants, lady. It's all yeah, fucking good. Exactly. Like it does, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and people from our group do, have gone and done distribution of coats and food and all that stuff on, you know, it's right. wherever, it's the same group of like a hundred people that do stuff. You know what I mean? So they're, we're all sort of cycling in between wherever the need is, you know? Yeah. Yep. I, 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 this idea too, that, that, I mean, I love that you saying that, like, sometimes some of these people who are waiting for these tickets will come in and help and and want to be a part of it. I think that's a beautiful thing. Embracing and saying, like, welcome, please, please be part of caring for this park and be a part of what happens in here because we we want you to be here. You know, I mean, I think uh, I think all uh, my impression is all you're doing is. Uh, trying to get people to look at the park as something that should be preserved and and uh, cared for and that it's an important part of the ecosystem around there, you know? So, and I think that that's something that somebody who's newly moved to the country or to the city or that neighborhood can appreciate for sure. Um, can I yeah, ask? Park, parks are community assets that generally you, they're they're open for everyone. There's no like price for admission. It's that they're truly a space where anyone in the community can like go and congregate. And yeah. And it's being a place of education and of understanding, like, like, you know, local birds, local plant life, things like that. That's fantastic. Can I ask you, do you, is there any advice uh, for listeners of this podcast and people out there that you would give who may want to adopt their own parks or uh, land around them? What would you say? Well, I mean, it's funny because um, I run our Instagram feed, such as it is. Uh, Friends of Tompkins Square Park, by the way, for all of the listeners, please follow. Um, yes, give a follow. Fun plants. It's, it's like it's so sexy. It's just all like women in bikinis. You're like, what are you doing, Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get clicks. <laughs> yeah. But- Closed caption reels of comedy and whatnot. It's all yeah. crowd work. It's all crowd <laughs> yeah. work clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lots of butt crack in the um, in the in the feed. Um, but I, but I, uh, what it, it's funny because I just, you know, it's like someone just needed to do it, and like I was like, you know, a little bit more as a comedian, a little bit more, um, you know, familiar with how Instagram works. So I took it on, and I, I got it. The interesting feedback that that vibe of the feed is fun, and um, and then a, and then a lot of volunteer groups that have feeds like are more like you better show up do your duty or whatever <laughs> like you know what i mean and this is like not that tone and so i think that if you want to go and start and to kind of get people excited about volunteering and working with you and stuff like that like i would focus on keeping things fun and in no way lecturing because nobody enjoys that um and now that i've yeah. seen more of these like not you know the, more of these volunteer group feeds i'm like oh yeah i i can see how some 
sometimes the the, the tone is not uh, inviting. Um, that's yes. my one piece of advice. And then my other piece of advice is about like dogs, which is like, you know, you people, more, way more people have dogs now than they did before the pandemic. And they love their dogs. I have a dog. And um, I think viewing green spaces as a place where, where you, where people can come with their dogs responsibly and lean into that. Like don't view a, a piece of, you know, an area where you're growing shrubs or whatever as a place that a dog can absolutely not come. So in that, in that spirit, we we started build started kind of designating dog little trails, you know, that they you bring your dog and walk through these trails. So we sort of designate it so that people with dogs can feel like they can walk through and do whatever. Because um, I feel like that's a thing in some parks where they're like, don't let the dogs ruin the park, you know. Um, and so I say, like, embrace the dogs and figure out how to do that, you know, while keeping all the plants alive. I Make volunteering that. fun. Embrace the dogs. Those are two very good tips. I love that. <laughs> Can I add I one, two? Stumps. Go ahead, Ben. For number one, Stop. stumps. It's Just, not happening. Hear me out. Okay, Stop. fine. You guys are out on the stumps. Did you buy like a gross of Just 50 stumps? Yes, what, why I, are you trying to I, get rid of stumps? I bought some lumber. Okay, so here's here's another one that I have. Just throwing it out there. The kids these days, to get them involved, they all were, they're always beefing. Why don't you guys beef with another park near you? Like uh, <laughs> Washington <laughs> Square, you've had you've had it coming for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Not Hamilton Fish Park, you're getting a little too big for your britches. And there's some real beef that starts on the Instagram feed. <laughs> a Bryant I mean, Park rivalry. I love I it. I kind of love that idea. Like parks roasting each other. <laughs> it's kind of it's great. It's kind of a great That's, idea. Ben, you know what? You had some real garbage ideas to start it us out, but I feel like you really brought us. And, and Andrew's just been in the corner of the room this whole time, so I don't even know what his whole. But like, yep. you have really, you really, your art as a person, most has improved really, podcaster in this episode, the MIP. <laughs> and I want to say, I think you could do it. You could be like, "Oh, what up, Union Square?" That's the kind of. Garbage they do over there, but Tompkins Square Park, they get wild. You know, you guys. Yes, I love that. I, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Nagin, thank you so much for being on the Grolic Saves the World. How can our listeners support your efforts? I guess follow your Instagram feed. And uh, yeah, so follow. I mean, follow me on Instagram first of all, Nagin Farsad, yeah. a name that everyone can spell and pronounce. And also um, go to Friends of Tompkins Square Park to follow us on that. Um, but you know, f- uh, listen to me on Fake the Nation. We have we're on every week. We have wonderful comedians on, like the three of these gentlemen, who I believe will be coming on at some point. Um, we're, we're no one knows. No one knows how this happened no and how knows. that will happen. But some nope. it might happen. But also, but we have on a lot of really fantastic comedians with Samantha. B and um, I don't know John Lovett and uh, just a really a really great um, cast of characters yeah, come and through. To we all of our listeners, all of those links will be down in the show notes as well. So that uh, if you're looking for any of those, you can just go ahead right down in the show notes. Give a click, give a follow. Uh, Nagin, you're amazing. You are like you do everything, oh. and you're super awesome. And, and, uh, Thank so you. You guys are so amazing. Thanks so much for well, having me. This has been this has been ne- so fun. 
Next time we're in New York, we'll all have a cup of coffee in Thompson Square Park. It'll be great. Yeah. Ben, you're going to have to bring your own stump. I'm sorry. BYOS. Bring your I own travel stump. with a collapsible stump that fits <laughs> in carry-on. And it is. Now, uh, thank you so much. Uh, this was an amazing episode for people that are listening uh, to this. If if you have suggestions, if you have thoughts, if you've tried this, if you've done this, please reach out to us. Uh, if you're on Patreon, you can do it through that. Otherwise, you can reach us at socials because we would love to hear uh, what you've been doing. McGean, you're amazing. If you don't mind, can we play a clip of your stand-up? We always play some stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, please go for it. So let's do that. Why don't we, uh, why don't we listen to some live stand-up comedy uh, from our good friend here, Nagin Farsad, and then... And when we return, third actors, the best third act in the biz, you're on deck. You missed the rest of the episode. Your time is up. Uh, we've got uh, we're gonna uh, more show to come. So please uh, stay tuned. Are there New Yorkers in the audience? Yeah. OK, so this has probably happened to you. You are out of town. You meet a new person and they go, where do you live? And you go, I live in New York City. And they go, oh, my God, I could never live there. What a nightmare your life must be. Do you sleep in feces? Oh, and then like as if without a pause, they just launch right into, but also do you have any brunch wrecks for Soho? Because me and my gal plows are planning a trip, you know? As if it's normal to just shit on someone's hometown and then immediately like ask for something. Like it's so weird that people find that normal. And the opposite is never true. You know what I mean? Because I never go to like Maplewood, New Jersey and be like, oh my God, is is this where dreams go to die? How do you survive in this vortex of sadness? It makes me even feel bad to say that about Maplewood, New Jersey. Like, I'm sorry, Maplewood, New Jersey. You're beautiful. And we are back. Welcome to Act 3. Saddle up, third actors. Let's ride. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, a band Third of actors. Actors. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're riding, Third actors. We're we riding into the credits together. Uh, ben, what time is it? Oh, I think it's time for some good fucking news. Maybe <laughs> finally oh. some good fucking news. You're it's weird. So funny. Yeah. Who's got to some watch time? Good news? <laughs> it's so funny to watch him turn into his mom. Over like he just goes into a fugue state. <laughs> And he turns into his mom real quick. <laughs> Finally, some good fucking news. All right. Yeah. Who's got some? Adam, Adam you said it. that maybe you have it. some. I have some good news. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of old news to listeners who are on, on the pulse of it all. But as a Colorado Rockies fan, there's not a lot to cheer for anymore. The organization is driving straight off a cliff, and it's just sad to fucking watch. However, first baseman Todd Helton was recently elected to the Hall of Fame. That is only the second Colorado Rocky to ever make the Hall of Fame. And it made me feel happy and proud of the Rockies in a way I haven't felt in a long fucking time. Because Todd Helton was a joy to watch. I never saw anybody fight in an at-bat as hard as Todd Helton did. Dude would foul off like nine pitches and then just loop a double on the 10th. 
he was a great player for the Rockies and he's now in the Hall of Fame. And as a longtime Rocky supporter who currently is hating the organization because they're inept, it's nice to celebrate Todd Helton's accomplishments. So Cor- correct. Finally, yeah, congrats, for sure. good fucking Todd. Congratulations to the Todd father, <laughs> as he is known in Colorado. And I agree, Adam. I felt a sense of pride. I, with you, do not talk about the Rockies. I do not support this fucking team. But it was very cool to see Todd get his because I think because of their ineptitude, he never got the World Series uh, win that he deserved. You know, like I I think he should have had more opportunities. He's a once in a lifetime player. So I think that was uh, very cool. Adam. So yeah, second Rocky in the Hall of Fame, Larry Walker and Todd Helton. That's uh, that's really cool. Um, Andrew, I should ask you now, are you ready to do your part? Because I want to hear it. I want to hear if you can do it. I want to hear you sing it today, and I want to hear you belt it. You got it, Benny boy. Pucks, 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 pucks. I turn into my mom too when I do my segment. Cool. She's a world-renowned beatboxer. Uh, I'm actually headlining a show for the Phoenix organization, which is a very cool, uh, sober, uh, outdoor and athletic activity organization. That's going to be at the Town Hall Collaborative. And the price of admission is simply 48 hours of sobriety. So I've heard nothing but good things about the show. I know Ben did it. I recently did this show. And the Phoenix, as many people know, I do not drink. I've not drank for for almost 14 years now. They are a wonderful organization. Uh, Definitely go support the show. And the show rules. It's a great experience. So... Uh, definitely check that out, Adam. February 25th, link in the show notes. Adam? I have been kicking off the dust of my one-man show, Happy Place. I'm making a big push with it this year. I've got a show in April at Largo that I'm trying to get ready for. So I'm running it a bunch around town. And the next one will be at Chaos Bloom Theater on March 14th, which is just a tiny little black box. So get those tickets before they're all gone. I've made a lot of changes to the show, and I'm really proud of where it's at. So if you've ever wanted to see my one-man show, Happy Place, uh, here's another opportunity for you. Am, am I in the show now? Is that one of the changes? Nope, still just me, but we okay, are okay. considering just it. I thought we maybe you were, remember I was like, you could add it. me like a Flav of Flav to be like like a hype man and kind of emphasize. Yeah, maybe just have you on stage, points. Yeah. clock around your neck. Could be a yeah, good thing. Yeah, whatever you need. Okay, well, just regardless, no, keep it in mind. I will be perform. I will be performing with you at our Grolix live show on February 24th. There we go, featuring the last Ed Saturday Bell. of the month. Ed Bell and a headliner, Amy Silverberg. Uh, The last one sold out like gangbusters the day before. So get on those tickets before they are all gone. We love seeing you guys at the live. Can can we just say this too real quick? What a killer last uh, Grolix live show. That was an amazing. Very good one. And our good friend, Zach Reiner, closed it out in epic fashion. It was so good. Uh, so if you have not been to the Grolix Live show recently, you've got to come down. They've been they've been off the hook. They've all um, been great. They've all been great. A huge thanks to our producer Ron Doyle, also Mike Henderson for all of your help recording our killer live show. Our theme music as always is by Charlie Continental. You can follow us on social media all over the place at Grolix Comedy. And if you'd like to kick us a little bit of extra support and get some ad-free episodes in the process, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Saves. There's a whole treasure trove for you to get into there. And in the meantime, 
I guess we'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, ben, no. take a There's seat no on your guess. stump. Take no, a seat on your stump and really deliver this one. Sit down on your stump and like belt I it. Belt it out. Like I just yeah. sit there and it's morning and I've got my coffee and there's birds that are. You're local. in Tompkins Square Park. You're on a stump, <laughs> holding I'm court. feeling it. And I tell everybody, play us out, Charlie. I'm like, shut up! I'm trying to fucking sleep up here. <laughs> <laughs>